1: Welcome back, episode 322 of the What Up the podcast. Yep. Yep. I realized the last two weeks um is been we've been really covering police killing folks. And then I was like, well fuck. Really didn't want to do that today because well, I actually don't have any stories to that today, but I was like at least wanted something to I would not that I really planned it well, but was that well was hoping that it could be something a little more uplifting than police always killing motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah so we won't have any of that today uh because i didn't look it up look any up and i don't think i will i'm pretty sure if i look hard it's a story out there
0: yeah uh, you probably wouldn't have to look hard No, i just look <laughs> <laughs> right just glance you'll probably find it uh but yeah no i mean it, it's it's it would be nice to have a break from just like wildly negative and depressing the wildly depressing state of affairs in this country is just like oh my goodness so yeah i mean I, i'm 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 gl- i'm glad to not have any kind of shit like that to talk about but um we do have what we do have to talk about is a whole lot of basketball shit so i feel like if people are, aren't fans of basketball this might not be the podcast episode for them because i don't really have much else to talk about
1: right right but i kind of have um, a lot
0: of things i want to talk about that are basketball related yeah, so
1: yeah and so this might,
0: not be the, this might not be the episode for you if right. you're not interested in the nba at all but Sorry if you uh,
1: but if you haven't caught up uh we've been dropping weekly pretty much since the new year so catch up
0: yeah um sure
1: so i know uh the biggest thing this week has been lebron um getting an all-time scoring record but i was curious if you had and i don't i don't need you to guess all of them um or even a a big amount but if you had to guess people in the top 10 of career earnings in the nba uh who would you put up there that
0: you think you know career earnings like career earnings like dollar amount does that that just their like salaries, or does that not like? Am I also factor again like endorsements and shit like that? Like, am no, I like, talking about their no, net worth? Or no, like... just strictly, okay. just strictly salaries. Who who you think would be in the top ten uh oh, NBA man. salaries? I, I, well, I, that would be difficult for me to guess. Uh, I don't be really paying attention to uh, salaries that much anymore. Like that was something that like, and it's gonna sound crazy too, but like, I remember when Jordan got the first billion dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, like now look how people being paid. But it's like now everybody's pay is so ridiculous that I don't even keep track anymore. Like I could have answered that. I probably could have ran off the top 10, uh back, you know, the top 10 back in the late 90s or something like that. But um now I don't pay close enough attention. But I would guess it would be, I mean, shit, the 10 fucking most uh <laughs> probably the 10 most popping players right now, just cause just cause the way people are getting paid more and more and more. Um I don't know. I would guess maybe. Wait are we are we talking about uh, in NBA history? Yeah, NBA history. Okay. Um,
1: I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> mean, just shoot off a couple of people. It don't have to be nothing. You don't have to think too much on it because okay. it's, it's kind of interesting. Just to, I'm looking at the list, and it's pretty interesting just how how much money is being spent today versus you know pass okay, you well, and shit like that.
0: Okay, well, um I would say LeBron. Mm-hmm. I would say uh Shaq. Um I would say uh KD maybe Steph uh Giannis maybe, but Giannis ain't been around long enough. I don't so I don't know. Um I feel like Iverson probably got a lot of crazy contracts. Uh
1: I mean that's that that's good enough. Uh so all time, I'll say so all time I'm just gonna stick on the well I only, only could stick with the hundred, the, the top hundred because that's a, that's a list they gave me. So all time number 100 is Devin Booker. Okay. Uh going to some people that 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 aren't playing anymore. Michael Finley is at 93, Sean Marion is at 96. Uh Grant Hill is at 89, uh shit like that. Um uh, but when you go from the top all time uh LeBron is number one at $431 million. Second, Chris Paul. Yeah, okay. Chris Paul shocks me because I just didn't think he made that fuck much money. Uh, third is Durant. Fourth is Westbrook. Fifth, Kevin Garnett. Six, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Shaq is ninth. So you got Steph Curry and James Harden above Shaq.
0: Um uh, yeah, it just, it's just interesting because I you, can't remember I, if I said Kobe. I was thinking Kobe, but I don't know if I said it. I know I said Steph. I know I said Shaq. I know I said KD. I know I said LeBron. Who's yeah. number 10? Did you say number 10? Uh, 10 was John Wall. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. But, well, I mean, but it makes sense. All those make sense. But yeah.
1: It, and, it's, and it just shows. Oh, well, no. Okay, okay, I am it. surprised
0: Chris Paul's number two.
1: Oh, I'm told I was, I'm Chris Paul was he's there, but I'm surprised he's number two. Chris Paul was totally the surprise. Like, I did not think, and it initially, it's funny. I had it at uh, active players initially. Um, and active players, uh, the top five doesn't change active and all time. <laughs> hmm.
0: uh,
1: it moves Kobe's movie. It moves Kobe out, obviously. Well, not obviously, but it moves Kobe out. But yeah, but when I did active players, the, the the hundredth player was Jeremy Grant at 80 million <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to like 50 50th player or some shit like that I think it's like oh no 60 of Zach uh Zach Levine 59 Ben Simmons and yeah but it's just nuts how much more players are getting paid now versus like 15 20 years ago like you have like the fact that the the, the most top active players the mo- the 100th player is Jeremy Grant. Who's been in the league? What actually no, he's been in the league for a while. He's been in the league since 14. But uh yeah, just make just crazy how they make they make so much, much more money than you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago and shit like that.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, it's been it's been crazy fast. Like I said, I remember when Jordan got the first million dollar contract. It's not like that was like you know, an incredibly long time ago. It was clearly not only in my lifetime, but while I was old enough to remember that it was happening like, you know, and you know, that was, you know, I was a teenager at that time. So like, yeah, to get from that point to where we're at now, that I can't remember what it was anymore. But that one year where Mike Conley got like the, the fucking most ridiculous fucking contract mm-hmm. to start the fucking offseason. And then that offseason was like a whole bunch of just like mid players getting fucking ridiculous about some money. But it was also indicative of just how that's just how people are getting paid now. So, but what's
1: nuts is that I, unless I'm overlooking it, Jordan is not in the top.
0: He had to be in the top hundred players all the time, but maybe not. Maybe, but like I said, he he probably not because, like I said, he got the first billion dollar contract <laughs> that was at the end of, toward the end of his career. No, no, so you're like right. His, yeah,
1: I mean, not yeah, that he so needed. He made he made so much endorsement money.
0: Yeah, uh, right. He's the reason why I asked if endorsements were included because if yeah. he said yes, that I probably would have I would have said him. But when you said no, I'm like, "Why well, ain't counting him? Because he he played too long ago. <laughs> he just was not big. like there's players who make more, in, in a, in, you know, you know, at half a season than he made for his whole career, <laughs> like nowadays. So you know, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's bad. Well, I mean, good for the players, but
1: yeah, and I know that had nothing to do any anything. But I was just some some actually earlier when I was looking up uh, who the fuck did I look up. Uh, we were talking about him earlier. Um, uh, Pat Beverly. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I looked him up. Uh, so, yeah, they they have them. It's funny. And, well, one of his pages I looked at had him at like $86 million, um and 166 million adjusted for inflation, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I just. I knew that Jordan made you know endorsements really get was really his his uh stick or whatever, but um yeah interesting. So yeah, uh what was that Wednesday or Tuesday that uh Lebron? Did you
0: watch it? Yeah, yeah, I stayed up. Um, yeah, uh, um, did you?
1: Yes, I I watched it.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, so what 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 are you what were your thoughts on this whole situation now that it's now that I it's happened
1: i didn't really have any thought. i just said myself eh, I, I don't want to be the person that wish i would have stayed up to watch it but you know and it was kind of cool just seeing you know seeing it happen but i just i don't know i didn't i didn't really have any you know i'm like you know just happy for him at the same time but it was really, i didn't have any strong feelings about it i just said i wanted to be on a the, the side of history to actually seeing it versus hearing about it and seeing videos.
0: <laughs> but right. I didn't really I didn't really have any strong strong feelings about it. What about you? I mean, I, I I had strong feelings about it just from the perspective of seeing something that I didn't think would ever happen. And mm-hmm. it's kind of made well, I'm not gonna say would ever happen, but like something that I didn't expect to see happen during my lifetime. And it's only because, you know, I, I just think about the fact that he played for he being Kareem Played for so long, he played for such a high, at such a high level for so long, and the nigga had an unblockable shot. <laughs> and I'm just like, when is yeah. the player gonna come along that's gonna play for that long, that is gonna be that effective for the whole time? And I'm like, it's just, and it's even crazier when you think about the fact that Kareem only hit one three. So like, it took him, you know, uh, way more shots, I guess to say, to do it. Way more made shots to get there than it took LeBron. And it's because he, like I said, he had an unblockable shot. So it was just like, boom, two points, two points, two points. And it was, it was he's unstoppable. And I'm like, when are we going to get a player like that? So I never thought I'd see it. And I think what makes it even more amazing is the fact that not now, only did he...
1: really made only one three-pointer. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, not only did like he, he being LeBron, not only did he get there... But like I thought that if it did ever happen, it would happen from a player similar to Kareem in that he has such a uh sizable advantage in well, size that he <laughs> that, that he that, that he wouldn't funny. catch much wear and tear. So I'm like, because I'm like, you can't be somebody who's like driving to the basket, getting beat up all the time because that player is not going to be able to have that longevity. If you're somebody who gets beat up all the time, driving to the basket, you're not going to play 20 fucking seasons. And here we are <laughs> with a guy who has been getting beat up every fucking time from day fucking one at 18 years old. For 20 fucking years, this nigga's been getting battered. Well, he's also been <laughs> being <laughs> elaborate in his flops. But still, he does still get beat up going to the basket over the course of these 20 years, and he's baddest to just be healthy. Like, and just, and he looks like he could play another five years. Like, he probably won't, but he could if he wanted. Like, I feel like he's got, he's got another couple seasons of still, like, starting on any team that he wants to be. Like, when is this guy ever going to wear down? No, So I'm like, he's going to keep, like, pushing that record up, pushing that number up and pushing that number up, and it's going to look more and more impossible to reach. But I've been just, I've been thinking about that concept, too, and I'm just like, just the way the game evolves and the way people and humans evolve, like how people always talk about how like good players back in the day were playing against garbage men and shit like that. Like, Oh, like uh Koozie was only good. Cause he was playing against the fucking paper boy. It's, you know, shit like that. Like how bad the, you know, the, the players were back then. And I'm like, well, one, that doesn't really count because if, even if you dominate it among, like you still dominate amongst his peers. So it's mm-hmm. like, they might be, you know, trash compared to players of today. But if all players were, you know, of similar abilities, these players at that time still dominated. So it's like, I don't think it changes anything, but it does speak to the fact that just humans evolve and people get, you end up with, you know, you start off with somebody like a, you know, like a, a Bob Cousy or something like that in the '60s, and now you have people who are built like LeBron. Like there was nobody built like LeBron back then. Like nah, just like nah. the, the sheer size and athleticism. Like like I'm not gonna say nobody. Like you had like your Bill Russells, but even then, Bill Russell was like long and lanky, like somebody who was just like big and brutish, but moved like the well, moved the way LeBron moves. Like people just players just evolve, humans just evolve. You got people who are built like John Morant jumping. Their entire height off the ground and shit, (laughs) like it's ridiculous. So I'm like, some in in a couple generations, some player will come along that is gonna be ridiculously athletic compared to the greats of our time. And when I say our time, I mean even like, like a you know a couple generation back, like you know guys who are gonna make Allen Iverson look like well Bob Cousy (laughs) in old old ass highlights. There's gonna be you know people who are not even yet who are going to be 30 year old nba fans who are going to be looking at highlights from the 90s like look at these fucking scrubs (laughs) these dudes are trash like they would be you know our our current stars would dominate those guys and you know all that kind of shit it's just the just the way life seems to evolve over time and uh yeah so i think it'll i think it'll go the the record will go down one day but i mean um, yeah i I thought it was cool to see i don't think we're gonna see it in our lifetime uh, yeah. I it it either won't happen in our lifetime, or it'll be, uh, way, way, way toward the end. Like, I, like they said, it's been he. It's been what well, they say eighty four when Kareem set the record. Well, so it's been forty years. You know, thirty nine. I think it'll be more than that before it happens again. I mean, just think about and. But it I, could be less than that because of the at the rate that players are improving. So, like, we might get the next ridiculously athletic person in 20 years instead of 40 years or instead of 60 years. Like it's probably going to happen faster. Actually. Yeah. I think I changed. I mean, it may, I it I may happen faster. It'll I probably happen know. faster. Yeah. I don't, I, it'll happen
1: faster. I don't know. Like for instance, the, the nearest active player is KD at 26,000. So that's like damn near 12,000 points away.
0: And he's not going to make it. Cause he's not, I don't see Kevin Durant playing no, than five not. years. He's not gonna be um, you no, know, he's not gonna no, he's not gonna have the longevity. It's just just getting players that play 20 years, it just doesn't fucking happen. No. And LeBron needed 20 years at the level that LeBron James played at to break that level break that record. So you're gonna either have to have somebody who plays at even a higher level than LeBron James so that way they can get there at a shorter period of time so they don't have to play twenty seasons, or someone else is gonna have to come along who is gonna do twenty seasons but do it better than he did. I mean, Gian- Giannis.
1: Giannis and probably well, Giannis. <laughs> I was going to say, so. say Paul George, but no, uh, I don't see Paul George standing in the lead that long. Um, Paul he's George injury prone as well. Yeah, I just about to, that was what I was going to say because points wise, um, Giannis is at six hundred ninety nine, seven hundred games, fifteen thousand points, um, which is a little under half of that. He if he played just his if he just played that you know at that level. You know, doubling his career games now, he would actually fuck. I, I take that back. At Giannis' level, even if he doubled what he's at now, fourteen hundred games, he still would be thousands of points short. And that's wild thinking about Giannis and how he and how he competes and scores. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and it's funny. I wasn't really. I like you know I, you know I when you asked me this, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then I started looking at just how how much he's accomplished and looking at other people's stats, it kind of brought in perspective. Like he did, like, that was enough. That's, that's a pretty amazing feat. And I don't see anybody else like really in our time, really doing and being active that long in his career.
0: Yeah. And, and to be clear, if I haven't been clear already, I'm not a fan of the guy, but, but like, I think when we eat, once we get maybe like, 10 years away from the end of his career so let's say if he retires in 5 years 10 years after that we're gonna look back and be like what the fuck kind of nigga was this <laughs> like like what kind of like what was happening that somebody was able to do the kind of shit that he did and I think we're like even though he gets the respect he gets I think we still kind of underappreciate it because we lived through it so it's kind of like it just became the norm it's like okay every season LeBron James is averaging 33 points a game <laughs> the 10 rebounds and nine assists And it's like we're just like used to that and that's just what it is and we're gonna look back like look at the fucking consistency this motherfucker had like right. just playing at an incredibly fucking high level year after year after year after year. like everybody else has like a you know first couple years they you know finding their footing usually guys start to like turn the corner around, like, year three or four, somewhere in that range. They hit their peak around year year six, seven, something like that. This motherfucker was playing better than everybody year one, like, and just kept getting better and played that way for 20 years and potentially for 25. Like, this nigga, can you imagine playing at that level for a quarter century, nigga? Like, come on. (laughs) Like, we gonna look back like that nigga was uh, ridiculous.
1: I mean, I I think when, you know when Steph Curry became the three-point person that he is, no one thought that, you know, when I, I just remember, you know, earlier in, you know, NBA, when like Reggie Miller was the man. And before that, you know, uh, uh, bird and, you know, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen around that time. Like you never thought that a person would hit that many fucking threes. At least I didn't, you know, saying that. So the, the just in, And I and I only bring this up just as far as we're looking at LeBron and how fucking crazy he is. I think it's the same way of how we may have looked at Steph Curry and like how does he hit so many fucking threes? Like, you know, again, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, those are the guys, you know, Bird, you know, back in the day, those are the guys you looked at and was like, fuck, he's like killing threes. And then fucking Steph Curry comes and he he <laughs> he's made the three look like it's a fucking two-pointer and shit, mm-hmm. you know so just the evolution of it you know it's pretty interesting and it's funny because i'm looking at uh three pointers made and it's like you know i don't even know where the fuck burr even lands on this fucking list like it just shows how how much how how much better how how better players are at the at the three point uh shot that that you know over time or whatever. Oh, right. I, I, I know I was kind of rambling, but I hope that makes
0: sense. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think too we have to keep in mind that there are like it, it's not all about the stats, and like no, I think that's no. something that and, and and I'm not saying that to you, but I'm saying like to the, to the fandom because. Because uh, I, I like my experience, the more and more I I I don't even want to say get myself involved in like NBA Twitter because it's just it's vexing. But like the more I look at it, the more I see that like it's like niggas want to play GM so bad and they just look at its stats and they give you the analytics and they know all the players' contracts and, and, and they know who has whose draft picks. And all this kind of shit. And sometimes I'll just be like, but nigga, did you watch the fucking games? Like, do you watch these players play? And it's like, they can tell me, like, these kids can pull up how many threes, whoever the fuck has hit, more than Larry Bird all fucking day. And I'll be like, but I seen Larry Bird play it. That nigga was cold. So it's like, it don't really matter what kind of stats you give me. And that's the same way I look at the GOAT conversation, right? Because... Whenever anyone talks about the GOAT conversations, and this is how I was when I was younger talking about the GOAT conversations, you bring it up all the fucking stats, all the fucking awards, how many MVPs, how many defensive players, how many all-stars, how many all star MVPs, how many championships, uh, how many winning seasons, like all these things, all these stats, right? And and when people make their cases, because I mean, people right now is they're making their cases for three guys Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. When you're making your case for each of those guys, they're bringing up all these stats and shit. And it's like, to me, the bi- the biggest fucking uh piece of criteria in determining who the best player is, is having just watched the nigga play. And we are fortunate enough to, I think we all, all all, most living people right now kind of will agree that those three players are the ones that it kind of boils down to. And I think we can also agree that it's fortunate that we most a lot of us got to see all three of those players play in their prime. Now, obviously mm-hmm. there's, you know, uh far fewer uh, you know, Jordan people now than there was uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago. But um, you know, I, I personally got to see all those players play at in their prime. And that's really all that matters to me. Like, I don't give a fuck about how many championships LeBron got, or how many Kobe got, or how many Jordan got, or rings, or All Star? Like all I, all I would do is just look at it and be like, "What was my experience like watching each of those players play?" And that's how I would rank them. Do you?
1: Well, I think the only thing that I, I, I won't say flawed about that. I, I see like kids who like do rankings of like top players. Like I remember this one dude did, kid did top Lions players or some shit and was it top lines i can't remember but he named he didn't put on he didn't put players that he never seen play and i'm like you can't do a top list unless it's your favorite list but like what metrics are you using to define what's a what's a top player of a team if some kind of metrics isn't involved if say you're you're not counting like if say if you're counting like Aiden Hutchinson is your fucking favorite player or you're counting Megatron's your favorite player, but you never seen Barry play, you never seen uh Kick or shit like that. Um I just, you know, I just wonder when, you know, when people don't see players, like how do they decide that, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not a good player because they didn't fucking see him and shit. But yeah, to your point. Well, no, go ahead. Okay.
0: Oh I was going to say well I think it's it's not like solely on seeing the player I think it's a combination of all those things. Yeah. And when you look at those three players Jordan, LeBron and Kobe like when you do pull up numbers and stats they're all pretty much comparable in the sense of like you can haggle back and forth on which thing you think is maybe slightly more important than the other but it, it, you're not measuring up like it's not like one of those guys has like no rings and like one, you know, one MVP It's like both of all three of them niggas is stacked with everything. So it's right, like, right, at that right. point you can kind of be like, okay, how do you determine where you place them after this? Right. And, the, nigga, the, the, the nigga get a 75 me, point those, game
1: or some shit. Like <laughs> you put up. Yeah, Cause none of those,
0: none of those things. Like, I don't think any of those three have any advantage in any kind of way statistically that I would look at is just like definitive, like oh, this player is better than the other two. Like, like to me, statistically and achievement-wise, they're all pretty much the same. Uh, but you know, obviously, others have their, you know, each one has their advantages in each area. But you know, I think I think it's kind of the same as you were saying with the stats, with the threes and shit like that. Like, you know, you might, you know, people are gonna come along and they'd be like, oh, it's so this bottom player has way more threes than this other, you know, older player that, oh, therefore modern player must be better. And it's, it's like, right. And that's that, that, right. 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 It, and, and it's like, not necessarily that's not, exactly. It, Cause
1: like I said, you can look at a like, list of top players and not see Larry Bird and be like, Oh, well labor ain't shit. No Larry Bird wants to be shit. You know what I'm saying? But times have changed, you know, more shots are being three, three point shots are taking more. Well, all, all of that stuff, you know, you just gotta, just gotta include all of that shit.
0: Yeah. And that's why I say it's important. That's why I say it's important to have to factor in just having watched the player. If you can, just because like, looking looking at somebody like, like a Larry bird, for instance, we're talking about different eras and whatnot. What Larry bird did in his era was different. You know, it was one, the three point line was farther away. Two defenses were uh, way more aggressive. Uh, Mm -hmm. Three, you couldn't get to the line as easily as you can nowadays. So, Players are getting a whole lot more points at the free throw line. Uh, you know all all these different things that players can get four point plays now. Uh, you know games are way more high scoring. You know all these all these kind of things that are just different. And it, you know you look at somebody like Larry Bird, you have to take into account like what was he? You know you might not. You can't just look at. X player made this many 3s and Larry Bird made this many 3s it's like look at the circumstances in which Larry Bird made his 3s versus the circumstances that t- 2023 guy made his and th- right. that that that's not going to be found in any stat sheet and no. that's what these young kids keep forgetting because they keep bringing up the stats and bringing up all these you know arguments and like oh he hit he's averaging this this and this on these splits and he's got this this right. and that I don't know I don't want to talk those. about and the I'm just fucking like,
1: splits I still don't even understand the splits
0: <laughs> it is just like what like it, it there's more to it than that. And, and I don't know. I, I just think people aren't taking enough of that kind of shit into account, but have you given any thought to to the goat conversation now that, uh, now that like, like now that LeBron has become the, the scoring King, do you now look at it? Like, uh, he's got, we got to place him at number one now. Like, are you, are you one of those people or, or do you I, have I, a different idea?
1: N- no, I haven't, I haven't thought much about it since this, since, you know, I guess this week or whatever, but I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, I am happy with one, two, and three, and having Kobe, uh, Jordan, LeBron in my three, and and stopping there. <laughs> at least at this point in my life.
0: <laughs> I mean, shit. That's the wisest thing to do.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you it's like you know, you, you're pulling, you know, pulling straws as far as accountants because you're gonna have people who solely says, uh who, who won more championships and that's going to be, you know, the metric of how they, how they, you know, judge it, you know, and I, out, out of the three, uh, Kobe was my favorite, but that doesn't necessarily mean metric wise. He may have had stat wise, but he was my favorite out of the three, but I have a hard time because I know, you know, the legacy of Jordan and how he played, you know, he, you know, he was, you know, the best out of his fucking peers. Um, so yeah, I, I I just put them there on my my Mount Rushmore of three uh <laughs> three players in the NBA, and at this point, currently uh, uh, February ninth, two thousand twenty three, I just put them there, and I don't, I'm I'm not ready to make a decision on who I who <laughs> I who I like the best because I hate the word goat. Um, who I like the best, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. What what what's your what's your take on it? Have Have you thought?
0: Anymore. I'm not well. Well, you know, I'm the opposite of you. I rank everything, mm-hmm. so like, I, <laughs> like I think about that kind of shit ad nauseum, which is why I lay out my kind of criteria and how I look at things. Right, and that's what, what I said, like, I look at all of them evenly, like as far as like accomplishments, like like you said, you know, there's you know they have different numbers of all star appearances and and MVPs and finals MVPs and championship, all that kind of shit. But by and large, I look at them statistically, or not not statistically. I look at them accomplishment wise as pretty much even. Mm-hmm. And but all I and then the, the and then after that, it comes down to the, my main criteria is the eye test. <laughs> what right. like I've watched all these guys play. What did it feel like watching those guys play? And uh, for me, it, I would go Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah, is how I would rank them. And. I- if oh, I had and- to do that one, I would.
1: I I would feel. I would feel. And I, I think that's probably the, that. Well, that could be the consensus. Uh, I'm, it's funny because I'm looking at a list of like championships, finals, and M- M- uh MVPs, all uh all star, uh all NBA and stuff, and that's kind of how they're listed <laughs> anyway. But if I had to,
0: if I was forced to do it, that would have been my order. Yeah, and, and and it it comes from the fact that. I don't think I've I still have, do not believe that I have seen anyone who can just decide to take over a game the way Michael Jordan did and that's that's really what it was like I could just I just remember all the times where I would just be looking and I'm like oh well I could just turn this shit off like this like this is this is, this is over he's he's decided that th- that no more fucking around and that's right. it and it's just like, it was, it was so crazy sometimes watching him just like, no matter how hard the shot was, it was like, once he decided, it was like, he would just decide like, all right, I ain't, I'm not going to miss no more. <laughs> like we just go. so like, we just gonna get our stops without the end. I'm not going to miss no more. And that's how we're going to win this game. And it was so many times where I just saw that. And I'm just like, a, a tough shot. It didn't matter how hard the shot was that goddamn fadeaway, of His man, like I'm, shit, that fade his is ridiculous. And I will say that when it comes to that feeling that I got watching Jordan watching Kobe was like one B like, like it was, it was like looking in, like, not looking in a mirror, but like, it was like the same, you know, like seeing the same player, like it, like them two were just so fucking similar, man. And they, they had the same kind of mentalities uh, as far as, you know, how to play on the court, the same passion to win. Like, even though, like when I would watch documentaries about like the Lakers and, and the, the, the time of the Shaq Kobe era and stuff like that. And Kobe always kind of came off like kind of a dick, like kind of a hard ass, but it's like at the same time, I respect his fucking, like I'm here to win. Like, I don't know what the fuck you niggas came here for, (laughs) but I'm here to win basketball games and championships. If you ain't on that same vibe, you can get the fuck out. And that's the exact same attitude I have about players uh, on on the Pistons. It's not – because I, I don't know because I'm not a player on the team, so I, I can't necessarily gauge the way a, a player on the team uh, feels about, you know, whether or not they're, here, they're there to win games. You know, that's for their teammates to really judge. But what I can judge is the effort that I see on the floor. And when I feel like guys aren't putting in effort or they don't really care – like, at that point, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, you you can be gone. And there's right. been too many times, like, with the Pistons this season, where I've seen, like, the entire fucking team on the floor looking like they're, like they're just not here today. Like, they're not really here to try. And when I see that, then I'm like, all right, you can go. Like, I don't care how bad the team is as long as the team is playing hard and trying, which is why I've never really given the team – like, I've never really felt too down on the time period that the team was bad in between um, the the bad boys and the going-to-work Pistons. So, like, they got good. Like, they didn't win until 04, but they got good again around 2000. And, like, so we really only had about eight, nine years of the Pistons not being, like, contender quality and even less of them not being good. Like, because they got good – they got, you know – Probably like they, you know, at least like making the playoffs and getting entertaining to watch once Grant Hill started to kind of like get rolling. But the time when they weren't winning games, it was like I didn't give a fuck because I was like, Well, they playing hard. Like I wasn't sitting there watching, like, these niggas not even trying. But like now, I'll be watching the team get mad because I'm like, Okay, this is some bullshit. Like now these niggas losing and they look like they're not even trying. And like that's the kind of shit to get on my nerves. But like I respected that about Kobe that he didn't tolerate that kind of shit. And no, no, like not, I said, they they all they were like one a and one B to me. LeBron is an entirely different kind of player. And when I say entirely different kind of player, I don't just mean like how he plays. I just mean like his whole mentality, I think, and the way he approaches just the game of basketball, I think is entirely different uh, than Jordan and Kobe did. And there is a measure of me that, um, holds it against LeBron that I I hold I hold LeBron responsible for the super team era and I hate the super team era. And I I hold him responsible for that. that so that's that's one thing that or you said bumps because of the, because of the Miami. Yeah, uh... that was the that was that was like the main. I can't remember if that was the first or if uh the uh Boston one was first, uh Pierce Allen and and Garnett Um, I can't remember which was first, but um, yeah, like the 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 Wade Bosch uh, uh, LeBron thing in Miami like that, that just I don't know, that just didn't sit right with me. And it just seemed like after that, everybody was doing it. And I I don't know, that irritated me. And he's always been that one that just kind of like hopped around, hopped around. Teams didn't win. And it was like, oh, he doesn't have enough help. And then he goes to a different team. Oh, they don't have enough help. It's like always, uh, they don't have enough help. They don't have enough help. This is why. This is why. And it's just like. And then you got him. He was a. Uh, he's. I can't say was. He's still playing. But he's a, a also like a ridiculous like flopper and whiner and complainer. That was another thing you didn't see too much out of Jordan and Kobe. Like especially the the level of flopping and and just ridiculous like arm flailing performances that LeBron does. Like that shit is corny to me. Like and and I don't I don't really respect that. And I, you didn't see that kind of shit out of Jordan and Kobe because they're that's... not they're not there to like draw fouls and, and, you know, like try to, you know, I don't want to say do it the easy way, but like, you know, their their concern is scoring points and doing what they got to, you know, score points. When they're trying to score and do what they need to do to win. And I don't know. It, it's, it just seems like draw pe- players now. Don't necessarily try to go to the basket in order to score, they'll go to the basket and. Drawing the foul is the primary goal, not a byproduct of playing hard. Bro, you know? that's, so like,
1: and that's exa- I'm sorry, I mean cut you off. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, no. I was I was just gonna say like that's that's why I kind of like, like bump LeBron down because he's I think uh, a forefather of this uh, prioritization of foul drawing that we see. That, you know, it kind of started with, you know, player like that shit that Reggie Miller used to kind of do, like kicking his leg out of shit, trying to draw fouls and and that kind of shit. But now, like the, the flopping era where niggas is just like, you know, getting tapped and flying across the court and shit like that. LeBron was a big perpetrator of that shit. And yeah, I don't, I don't really respect that.
1: Well, and I think that's what's going to separate Luca from being a good player and a great player because he's a whiny motherfucker. <laughs> yes, Dog, you I cannot. You can't, stand you can't wait to it.
0: get in on that. I was time to talk about whining, <laughs> Don't has come in like, man, fuck Luca I can, and,
1: and I've noticed just in the last, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's been all his career, but maybe this last like couple of months, I've seen some of his games, and I'm like, dude, especially when he's played, you know, the times I've actually really, I, I don't think I fully watched the Dallas game other than when they played the Pistons. And I just watched the whole game. Like God, one your team is sub- much superior than the fucking Pistons. One, so it's like why are you? Why are you even bitching about? It's like you you you're bitching like you in the fucking playoffs and shit. Every fucking play, like God damn, the even cost is not even on you and shit. You just and I mean inside my 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 total hate of fucking whiners and floppers and shit. It just. And he 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 just stands out to me as the one of the bigger ones. Granted, I don't watch a lot of non-pistons games, so you know uh, I don't see it. It could be other players as as bad as him, but I feel like as much as he do it, he gotta be the number one fucking perpetrator of this shit. And that's just, and to your point, that's just a newer era of shit. I just don't remember players being that fucking vocal about every fucking file, every fucking 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 position. uh, yeah, it's like student. oh, he tapped
0: my he tapped my pinky finger uh, after I had already released the ball. How the fuck am I not on the free throw line right now? It's not. It's like it's almost, It's like basketball entitlement. Like it's like right. it's like they, they're just like aghast. Like oh my god, I felt my jersey get brushed. How am I? How is that not a flagrant foul? What is wrong with you, referee? Like they get so over the top. They go flying around, sliding across the floor, like with the weakest fucking contact. Lay in their arms, like all this kind of shit. Like, like I said, it it feels sometimes more like the goal. The goal is, and, and I can't say to get the easy points because the goal should be to get easy points. And the easiest points you can get is at the free throw line. But at the same time, I'm still not gonna respect it. <laughs> so, no, I'm like, man. I'm not gonna it's look just, at it as like yeah, you I, just gonna go in there and then like, oh, he brushed against me. Oh, here I go flying. He let me get two easy free throws. How am I supposed? And then this the same error that talks about the previous player the previous eras players like not being good like oh, those 80s and 90s players they weren't that good or look at their level of competition but well, they were pussies either so how about that like that, that's what like and like, i don't, it, and i don't understand not. how the current they, players how, is mad pussy like well, how like, do they, how <laughs> you even fix close? your
1: mouth how do you fix your mouth to say er that uh past players wasn't good like you know i mean one of the i just don't understand that whole that argument that's just a dumb fucking argument the past players wasn't good you know what i'm saying like
0: you know they 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 played yeah, to exactly, their like 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 I can't, logical, I can't remember what it was somebody somebody was shitting on somebody team I, I, no, go ahead sorry oh no 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 i'll just go say they played to the competition
1: you know uh, granted you probably have a lot more superstars now than you had you know in previous uh like eras and so forth but you know it wasn't that they wasn't bad you know what i'm saying you know uh, uh, Luca would not and I hate, and I, for the record, I do not like moving players in different eras. But Luca would have not survived just an
0: era ago, mid '90s would have not survived the era. No, and no, I, I, I'd even argue the vast majority of these players would, and <laughs> right. that's why I'm just like, like. Like, if you're a fan of this era, like, again, the athleticism is just ridiculous, and the talent is just ridiculous. Like, the way players can jump, the way players can move, the way players can shoot, it's, like, completely off the charts. But I still think a lot of these players would not be able to handle themselves, particularly in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, even into the mid-90s. Like, even if those players have half the talent, that the current crop of players does the current prop of, crop of players just would not be able to handle themselves in that era. They would get fucked up and they'd be crying and they'd be wondering why, why am I not at the free throw line? <laughs> this is terrible. Right. But at the same time, if maybe if you put eighties nineties players in this era and now they can't do anything and they're getting a foul call. And then now you uh, add in the fact that today's players are uh, 10 times more athletic. You know, it's, it's one of those things like, why are we even arguing about this? Cause now you even have to talk about uh okay is are we talking about current players playing in the previous era or are we talking about previous era players playing in today's game and that changes how you look at it so it's like oh yeah absolutely it's not even really absolutely. worth discussing no, it's,
1: it's <laughs> not and i can see, but the problem is you can see motherfuckers do those arguments all the fucking time i see so many nba memes which five you think will win and such and such. Like, that's just so fucking subjective. Like, you know, it's it's you you can argue to you fucking blue, but one, you never know. And two, you're just you're guesstimating based on your your your
0: your likes, your your favoritisms, or whatever the fuck, you know, but I it's it's easy to it's easy to answer every single one of those because the answer is always going to be the team that's playing in their era like it doesn't matter like there it doesn't nothing else matters you put you say the 72 win bulls versus the 73 win warriors every time if it's if they're playing it, if the if the game happens in the bulls era the bulls are going to beat the shit out of them if the game happens in the warriors era the warriors are probably going to beat the shit out of them and it's not going to be because one team is dramatically better than the others it's going to be those players just don't fit in that era like the like the warriors are not going to be able to handle the fact that they're not going to be able to get on the free throw line anytime somebody brushes up against them. Right. And the previous era players in this era wouldn't be able to play the rough and tough defense that they played back then. And the players today are way more athletic. like, Steph like Curry's going to be dropping threes that, like, to no degree with players on that team would be like, man, we just got this three point not that long ago. Now this little light-skinned thing out here can't miss. And man. we can't follow him. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. So, I yeah, I just I wonder what Dirk thinks of Lucas like, man, stop fucking crying. Dirk never did any of that shit. Dirk just did his job, man. He was just blue collar fucking player and he was blue collar like a big player shooting threes like he wasn't a typical blue collar player. He just did his thing, man. I forever love Dirk. and I, I don't think Lucas ever going to get to the respect level of, of, of Dirk to
0: me. Uh, but it I'm is, not going to, I'm one not going to tell my favorite players. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All time favorite players. I, like, I, like if you take, like if I listed my all time favorite players, the list, like it would be Pistons, like the first, however many, but like if you, if you said non Pistons and then made me list my favorite players, I'm saying Dirk Nowitzki before I'm even done with the first five.
1: Yeah. Dirk would be my top list. Elijah, Wan being my top list. Um. See Web, maybe that's a homer in me, but you know, Dirk Dirk is definitely, definitely up there. Always 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 enjoyed his game. Always enjoyed it, you know. So <clears throat> um, but yeah, so today we had uh so um the What's the, the trade uh, trade deadline? Shit, I don't know why I couldn't say that. I, I feel like I've been drinking, but I ain't drank shit but water. Uh, we had a trade trade deadline today. Now, would you say that the trade de- trade deadline has been more of an event maybe the last few years? Because it just seemed like I've never been this in tune with the trade deadline in the last, like, two years or some shit.
0: I think, I think the trade deadline just gets more popular as it gets more accessible. Like, I think it's not hey, that's, even just that's, social that's media. True. That's true. It's the fact that, like, now it's become a thing where it's like, okay, we, everybody, all NBA fans are collectively looking at Woj and Shams or Shams or however you say his name. Like, everybody's just collectively looking at their tweets and they're just popping shit out. So you could just, like, you can inject trade news into your veins in a way that you could not do so f- indirectly, not even five years ago. Like, Woj has always been that guy. But I don't think it's like it seems like with each successive year, people more and more realize how how Woj is that guy. Like, well, I, man, I can't even, I've been following Woj on Twitter the entirety of the time I've had Twitter. <laughs> like, I'm 100% certain of it. Um, I've been following Woj, and it's one of those things where, like, you kind of just get get the trade news. Uh, you know, you might, you know, before you might have been watching on EA espn maybe stuff comes up once Twitter pops up. Maybe you see it every now and then. But the way it is now, I feel like it's like the teams are talking directly to Woj as soon as something happens. And then Woj is tweeting it as soon as something happens. So it's kind of just like you're just getting it so fast, like refreshing your feed. More news, more news, especially, especially like I feel like even lately the trade deadline has been busier than normal than it used to be. Like it'll kind of just be like, is this a year where something might happen? And it's like yes or no. Now it's just like what's going to happen this year, <laughs> and it, it just seems busier to me. Well, that well,
1: that too. I think it's well, it's definitely busier, and I think accessibility is a lot has a lot to do with it. You know, ten years ago, you know, it wasn't a shams or woj to this extent. You know, uh, we would just hear about it on a, however we heard about it. But I don't know. Maybe you 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 feel you may feel differently or not, but doesn't seem like it's more draft picks going for players as a recent versus years ago, or maybe I just never paid attention. Like, you know, like you had made a, I think you made a tweet about players getting four players getting traded for four or five draft picks and shit as of lately. And I'm like, how the fuck, like, how does, how does that even sustainable of so many fucking draft picks and then far draft pick? Like, I think when uh, Kyrie was traded, it was like a, a, It was like they sent a 2029 pick or some crazy shit like (laughs) like that's a fucking that's
0: fucking six years, dog. Like, how the fuck are they doing this shit? I think it's two things. Well, I think that we the fans are like are so much more in tune with the business side of the NBA than we used to be that fans now care more about the lesser players that get traded. So they therefore are more aware of when players get traded for just draft picks because one, they're just more aware of draft picks and two, since they're playing GMs now, they're keeping track and thinking like, okay, uh, this team is, has this many future unprotected number ones, you know, all this kind of shit. I just think people are way more into it now. And then the other thing is that I think the way trade deadline day and trades in general was covered was kind of like back before it was like where you could get it hooked to your veins via Twitter, like Center would kind of just like only report on the major ones. It would be like, okay, this big player was traded today at the trade deadline and this other player was traded. And there might be 15 trades that day, but you might only hear about like the main two or three whereas now that player now that fans care more and they can get the information directly they now hear about every trade and they care about every trade so now you start hearing about those ones where it's like this player was traded for picks and cash and all that kind of shit whereas before they that's not the one they would they wouldn't talk about that on sports center they would only talk about superstar on a team got traded with for superstar on b team like that would be the only thing so that's my i mean that's my guess but like I've, I've as someone I've always kind of paid attention to the trade deadline even well I I'm underselling it I have always paid attention to the trade deadline. like I mean, I've always I've always been equally passionate about NBA so there's no uh change there but yeah I do remember just kind of like it, it just didn't used to be a big deal it would kind of be like oh it's a slow trade deadline day or oh it is 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 so is a team gonna trade so-and-so player let's see and now it's just like everybody's like oh let's see who all's gonna get traded today and because everybody cares about every player now and they're looking at their rosters i I don't know i just think the fans are just way more uh into it because now they get way more information and yeah so people are now hearing more about you know bench player got traded to for (laughs) uh money and people are like oh so that that freed up cap space for so-and-so it's like people care about shit that they didn't care about back then like i did not w- care about that shit in the 90s like <laughs> right 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 I, I will say though, i think like not those... not our t- not our 1999 second round pick no right. like no, that was wait, not did me. not give a fuck about <laughs> back it. then no, no that was no. that was nobody back then all right.
1: i will say one thing that i i feel like needs to be fucking somehow is these goddamn uh trade simulators god i hate them fucking things like people want to make <sighs> all kind of fucking trade numbers and shit work god i absolutely hate that shit uh absolutely fucking hate it um but other than that i mean you know i mean it's like I, i'm not want to try to take the fun away from people but people just they're they're taking the fun away out of it just being so fucking serious about shit they can't even fucking control um yeah
0: i mean they like i said they, they, like it's it's people playing gm which i i don't i don't really care about people playing gm like it like almost like as like an aspect of the fandom. But like, I feel like there's just fans now who like, that's really all it is to them. Mm. Like, it's like, the, like, that's like, this is like their main, their main, uh, thing. Like this, this is what they're in it for is who's, who's playing and where, and, and, and who's getting traded for draft picks and, and oh, they can draft this player. Oh, there's this player coming up in high school. Who's going to be great and fun. You know, like like I feel like they're way more invested in being scouts and GMs than they are in watching basketball games. <laughs> like, I feel like that's number two. Um, and that's still number one for me. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's just the, the, uh, the difference there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not for me. I get sick of it. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't I don't think I'm as irritated by it as you are, but I think my irritation is different in that uh, my irritation comes from how I constantly see, at least as far as at least as far as Pistons Twitter goes, how as soon as a player starts performing well, it's like, OK oh, now, now they have – uh this is the most highest trade value they're going to have. What can we get for this player now? I'm like, why are you so concerned with, like, what you can get for players, like, as soon as they start playing good? Like, what like, – like, oh, this player's playing good. Let's see if we can get Bruh, a, a first-round pick pitch, now. Pistons
1: like, Twitter is really the worst. And I wonder how that is in any other circle, uh, any other team circle. Same. Yeah, but it's so fucking annoying. Like – Anytime a player becomes of value, it's like, what can we trade for? And I'm like, you realize this is like the figure eight of like going nowhere. Like every time a good player gets good, what can you get from? Cause at what point would you go keep doing, you're going to keep fucking trying to push all of these so-called good players and what get what draft picks, fucking draft picks, draft picks, random trades, draft picks. Like what the fuck? Uh, yeah, that shit's, that shit's so, so fucking annoying. So Speaking of annoying, um, what did you think of the the Pistons' day at, at the trade deadline?
0: So I've been quiet about it, and it, I've been quiet about it just because I didn't want to. One, I didn't want to do what I've seen everyone else doing, which is say something stupid at three o'clock, and then and then have to walk it back because I look like a dumbass at nine o'clock. Like right. I didn't want that to be me, so I didn't say anything. But I've been I. I've seen the the most vocal people, the people who are the most vocal at three o'clock are now walking things back, just like I like like approaching with a more level head. Like, well, now that I've had time to think about like, yeah, so why didn't you just recognize that at the time and go, my feelings right now are completely ridiculous and based on nothing. Maybe I should sit on it and get some information and then I can like come up with an opinion. But uh, no one chose to do that. Anyway, um, not at all. (laughs) My feelings on it, I learned that I've I'm I don't say I'm struggling to get over my bias, but I kind of am, but I understand why. So um one, I'm in my feelings about it. I like Sadiq Bey. That's all there is to it. Um I very much saw and acknowledged every criticism of his game. Like I am not necessarily remorseful of losing that caliber of player. I expected him to make a big jump this year. And I feel like he might've actually regressed. Yeah. Like he just does not like, I, I I, have not been a fan of his overall performance this year. But what I learned is that the reason I'm in my feelings about it is because these past few years have been really, really hard as a Pistons fan because they've been so bad and they have not been playing hard. And it's been like, it's it's not like watch, it's it's one thing to watch a team lose. It's another thing to watch bad basketball. And they have played unwatchable basketball at times. Where I'm just like, I can't even watch this. This is so bad. And I've never had that feeling of like, this is unwatchable basketball. It's like I said, it's one thing to watch him lose, but like that's something different. And I think the reason I'm in mean, my feelings about Sadiq Bay is that over the course of his time in Detroit, the team has been so bad. And I, and I associate so many of my, of the highest moments with him. And I think that's why I'm salty about it because like my favorite moments of, almost all of my favorite moments over the course of the past two and a half seasons that he's been on the team have been moments that involved him because there have been so few of them. And he just, no matter how good or bad he's playing, this nigga always somehow manages to hit a game winning shot. So it's like, he, you know, he's hit a whole bunch of dope ass game winners. He had that dope 50 point game last year. He looks fucking cool with fucking hair, with his fucking color in his hair and shit. I'm like, he looks like a, a, a nigga that belong in Detroit. And I felt like he fit on the team, at least (laughs) vibe-wise, he fits on the team. Uh, But at the same time, again, even though I like him, I acknowledge that um, it seems weird to say that he's hit his ceiling. I think that I've seen people say that today. I think that's a ludicrous statement to say about a third-year player, but... I didn't. Ne- I haven't seen anything this season promising. Whereas last year, I-, I thought super promising. I expect improvement next year. This year, I'm like, I haven't seen anything promising. He hasn't been very good at all. But I like him, and he's still been hitting game winners this year too. So it's like,
1: yeah. I don't and, know. and I thought he would have been. I thought you know, with the you know with K going out. That he would have been a player to kind of step up and do yes. a lot more, and so I think it was disappointing in that in that aspect. But then it's like you know, uh, Killian, you know, has been a lot better this year. Uh, you know, our additions with Duran has been good. Ivy has been good. So it's like you know, you're seeing these progress and other these other players or and I shouldn't say progress because they're they're new. A couple new, but you're seeing positives out of other players, and so it wasn't as bad, but it was still like okay, he was he was at a level last year, if he was at a B last year, he's almost, you know, a C plus, <laughs> you know, he just thought he would be a lot better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You know, you start, you know, thinking about schemes and shit, you know what I'm saying? Is is the schemes different this year than last year for him? You know, why isn't he hitting the shots that he was hitting last year? Cause he was a fucking, he was draining threes like crazy last year. And it seemed like this year, just his whole game, is just like he just couldn't get over the hump for, Whatever the reason was, and and I and I would imagine that was you know the expectations they may have had for uh, Sadiq. He didn't hit those, you know. Obviously, I figure if he was in, if he would have been better at doing, you know, he may have not got shipped away and shit.
0: Yeah, he set a set a team record for threes last year on a on a franchise that had Joe Dumars on it. Like mm-hmm. right. that's impressive, but like like I said, there was no. I didn't, I haven't seen anything out of him this year. And then, uh, as far as uh, Wiseman goes, I look at Wiseman kind of like, you know, again, it, it, I look at that the same way as what I was just explaining about why you can't necessarily pull up the stats because you pull up the stats. Why, it, you look at that, why the fuck would the Pistons do that if you look at the stats? But the guy doesn't fucking Wiseman, he has a fucking play. And that's like, he don't like, that's not the kind of play that fits on a team that plays the way Golden State does. And additionally, with him only being, uh, what, he came to the league in like 20, so 2020 or something like that. He's probably only like 22, 23 years old, if that. Like, And he's coming as a player that doesn't necessarily fit into how that team plays on a championship caliber team. He's just not getting minutes. Like, rookies don't get minutes on champ- – like, young players don't get minutes like that on championship teams. Like the champions, that's that's why they're championship teams. They've already got established good players who are eating up all those minutes. I bet you if you uh, looked up his stats, maybe like per forty eight minutes or something like that. I bet you that. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet anything, but I'll mean, like I I wager that the discrepancy is probably not anywhere near as big if there at all. And I think it could be a situation where maybe this guy comes over here. He's gonna get minutes. He's gonna play in a system that. Might be a bit more beneficial for him, and he might start playing really well. And I don't understand why people are acting like that's not a plausible scenario when we won a championship full of niggas like that, who didn't, who who weren't shit anywhere else, but they came here in a system that worked for them, and we took a nigga who was undrafted, who was an undrafted nobody, put him in the right system, and he became a fucking Hall of Famer. So, like, give this nigga a chance. He's 20 fucking – 22 fucking years old, and he's been on a team where he hasn't gotten any fucking minutes that he doesn't fit into that system. Give the kid a fucking chance, bro. Like, he might get here and get in the system and get an opportunity to flourish, which he hasn't even gotten in Golden State. And like yeah. I said, it, like, I don't even necessarily think that – like, I don't necessarily fault people for not seeing that perspective. I fault Pistons fans specifically For not seeing that perspective, because like I said, we built a championship team out of players like that. Like almost all of our players was like was players who were established somewhere else. They were already veterans and they just never really got over the hump. They weren't like trash. But like at the same time, this kid's young and he hasn't got minutes. So it's still different. But like, you know, Chauncey Billups wasn't who Chauncey Billups was until he came here. You know, Ben Wallace wasn't what he was until he came here. Rip wasn't what he was until he came here. Like, the only player that we brought over who was a big deal already was Rasheed Wallace, and that was it. Corliss Williamson won six man of the week, year when he came here. That nigga wasn't shit before he came here. So it's like players can just get into a system that works for them, and I think it's ridiculous to be so down on this kid and, but I think, again, I think that's because everybody's reading stats and shit and they're like, oh, he's only got this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, this nigga plays fucking you know, uh, 12 minutes a game and shit. Like, like, give him a break. Let him get on a team where he can get some minutes. Maybe he can learn. Maybe he can flourish. Maybe he can get better. Maybe he's already pretty fucking good and he hasn't really gotten a chance. He was number two pick. I mean, like, you know, give him a shot. And like I said, one thing we know already is that Sadiq wasn't any better. And like I said, I, I'm not trying to shit on the guy. I really liked him. And I'm if he had not been traded, I probably would have had a Sadiq Bey jersey before the season is over. And I still might get one just because I just cause I fucking liked him. I'm still gonna look back like, okay, that guy here for two and a half seasons, but man, I had some great moments watching that guy play. And you know, that's 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 kind of how I feel about it. It's kind of just like, well, it is what it is. He 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 didn't do what he needed to do. Um, I don't like that he left, but I mean, well, I'm not gonna say I'm not happy about it. You know, I, I liked him, but I'm not I don't I'm not mad about the trade either. I'm disappointed because I liked him, but like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's wait and see what happens. And what I saw at three o'clock was a whole bunch of people going, This doesn't make sense. Weaver is a fraud. Well, Troy Weaver's on the hot seat. Troy weavers, a... and I'm seeing all this from the exact same motherfuckers who right in June after Troy Weaver used the draft picks that we got for Jeremy Grant to parlay those into Jalen Duran, those same people were calling Troy Weaver a genius. Like, this nigga is the GOAT of GMs, and that was seven months ago, and now you calling this nigga a fraud and a fake and a hot seat on a hot seat and he ain't any good and we need to start looking elsewhere. Like, over Sadiq Bay, my nigga? Right. Yeah. Like, okay, like I, and I like him. I, I clearly like him more than most of the fans do. Clearly, and even I'm sitting here like, yo, y'all, like, y'all, y'all are throwing Troy Weaver out the window because he traded Sadiq Bay. He didn't trade Kate Cunningham. Like, what are you doing, dog? Like, chill out, man. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I've definitely admitted that, you know, the trade, when I saw that, I'm just like, what the fuck? But, you know, one, I still I, very
0: much feel what the fuck.
1: Yeah, but I think we, but you know, I'm also willing to
0: wait it out. Right, right. I don't think, uh, you know, if he was an established scrub different story but he's a 20 something he's a young 20s kid who hasn't he's barely even got any time on the court yet so i'm willing to wait
1: yeah but i'm also
0: still very much what the fuck though (laughs) yeah
1: i mean it is a what the fuck but it's like you know troy hasn't you know hasn't shown us that you know he he makes he's shown us that he makes calculated moves and so you know uh although i was definitely waiting to see something else pop off especially Towards you know the last fifteen minutes of it when they you know I saw other players moving and stuff but you know he he has his reasons for shit um and I read uh that uh, James Edward article after the trade deadline and essentially you know and of course his opinion but you know they're betting on the upside of a Wiseman you know and like I say he's mm-hmm. a young player to your point he's been in a situation where he's not been able to p- perform. And you know, I mean, his stats is his stats, and and him not being able to perform, you can't. That's not a stat, you know. So you can't measure that. You know what I'm saying? Not getting time on a championship team and shit like that. So you know, yeah, it'd be there's, there's no stat to
0: look up that's going to be like you know asterix, twenty uh, one year old rookie on championship team that doesn't really fit well with their system. Like there's there's no stat for that. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what it comes down to just like, are we going to watch the games or not? Like, are we going to, like, we, like, now all, all I'm thinking about is, like, well, I'm going to be focused on this, I'm going to be focused on this kid for the rest of the season. Like, and yeah. and, and if he, and if he sucks, and he, I, I don't know if he come, if he would come off the books after this year, I'm not sure, but, like, you know, if he sucks, uh, uh well, we didn't lose, uh we didn't lose somebody who I think was considered to be an integral part of what, is going to happen in the future. And I think after season two, he, Sadiq might've been looked at as, as in that way. But after this season, he wasn't looked at that way. And if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, I still think there is, I still think one, he has a plan and this is just a step in it. But two, I still think there is so much to be said about our inevitable high draft pick and our multitude of money. And if we, you know, right now it's looking like, man, the Pistons roster sucks. The Pistons are playing terrible, blah, 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 blah. But what I'm seeing right now is we're going to get Kay Cunningham back next year. Kay Cunningham is going to be a really fucking good player. <laughs> like, And that's just, just what it is. He's going to be a really fucking good player. And he's going to have a great season next year. Jaden Ivey will not have to carry a bad team as a rookie. Jalen Duran is already really fucking good. And we're probably going to add a couple of pretty good free agents. And don't let us also be adding Victor Wimbanyama. And we're going to be looking like a, people are going to be singing a real different tune going into the next season. If we're walking into the season with Wimbanyama, Cade, Duran, Ivy, and like some big deal free agent who we can afford to throw a fuck ton of money at. And people are not going to be so down anymore. So, like, this season's already lost. Like, let's just finish out this piece of shit season and focus on what needs to happen in the offseason. And I hope that that Troy I, – I don't know how the – you know, obviously we have no idea how the lottery is going to work. I hope that he has a really good plan in place for if we don't get the number one pick. But um, I I'm still – I'm still not even cautiously optimistic. I'm still incredibly optimistic and I still have, have 100% Trevor Weaver as of right now. Oh, for that sure. I did not yeah. lose faith. I did not lose faith in him with this trade. No, I did not. no,
1: no. Even, even even questioning the trade, I mean, because, you know, it wasn't allowed to question shit when you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on. But even with that, it wasn't like, you know, Trey Reaver's on cracks on some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, there's some method to it. And so we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I think we'll be good. I mean, there's no loss to the end, there's no loss of not having sneak bay for the rest of the season. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, it's not at this point. Just you're, just, our you're just playoff hopes. Right. You're right. <laughs> you're just developing players, seeing, you know, uh getting them more playing time and you know, uh I, I mean, even as bad as they've been playing. I've enjoyed just watching Ivy and uh, Duran and, you know, just, just seeing them involved, even in the sister season, you know, Duran is going to be a fucking beast, dude.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, um, I don't even, I, I don't even think this is a hot take anymore, but I think it, I don't know, maybe it could be one, but I think when we are say five, six, five, six years down the road, and we do what people inevitably do, and we, and we do like a, a redraft of this draft. I think that redraft is going to have Jalen Duran top three, if not number one. I think he's going to be that good. That that we're going to reorder this draft and be like that guy the Pistons drafted at what did we draft him 13th, 12th, 13, something like that. Like yeah. they're going to be looking like that's 12th, that was I, the, think, that, yeah. I think even if they don't reorder and put him at number one, I think that it's it's already probably safe to say he's. He's, he's going to be the Steve draft. Like, they're going to be like, that's the one where teams are going to be like, oh, we could have drafted Duran and we didn't. Like, whoever had, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 10, 11, 12, you know, they're going to be looking like shit. We could have got Duran and we didn't.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love, I, I, I totally love his upside. Like, I feel like he has the potential of being, and uh, I, <laughs> I, I say this guarded, but I think he has like the, uh, um. Fuck. Who was I fucking about the name? Um. Goddamn. I just had a total brain grief. Uh. I think. Uh. I think he has the potential of being a better Ben Wallace if he sticks the way he is. Just because he's nineteen for fucking Christ's sake, and his his upside is is so much better than a lot of big men. Um. And no no shade to Ben Wallace. That's one of my favorite players. But I just think he has that athleticism. And I think, you know, uh I hell
0: I, I, I already know he'd be a better scorer. Uh, right. That's what I'm about to say. I'm like, he can be better than Ben Wallace yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Like significantly so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he has to be significantly better than Ben Wallace. And again, like you said, that's coming from uh, Ben Wallace is, is a top five piston for me. So um yeah. But yeah, I, I think he I think they have the core pieces. Um it, next year is going to be a real big year for Ivy, real big year, because right now he's got some doubters, myself included. Um, uh, well, I, well, I'm not going to call myself a doubter. Yeah, I take that back. I'm not a doubter necessarily. I, I don't even have a take on Ivy yet because he's because he's not even through his first season. But I have concerns, and um, concerns I didn't have with Kate, in that I had concerns about Kate. But I knew that Cade would work on it in the offseason. Like there was just something about it. I, like I know he's gonna get better. Like I I don't have any question. Like he's just gonna get better and better each year. Like I'm hundred percent certain of that. Um, Ivy, I have concerns about, and I don't have that same. I don't necessarily think he's not gonna work on it. I don't think that. But I don't have that certainty that I had with Cade. Like with Cade, I felt like oh, he's definitely gonna work on the things that he needs to work on. I don't know that with Ivy, because Ivy kind of strikes me as somebody who might not even necessarily be fully aware or accepting of what he needs to work on. So, uh, yeah, I still have concerns about him, but, um, I don't have concerns about Duran. Like, I think he's going to be money.
1: Well, how, why do you, what do you think the difference is of the
0: not concern for Durham, but you know, more for Ivy? It's more like gut feeling based on, uh, body language I guess and the and the nature of 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 the it like so with Ivy I have big concerns about his decision making and those are the kind of things that improve with age but like it when I when I see him being the way he is sometimes it just makes me wonder if he gets frustrated at things not working out but doesn't necessarily see how what he did contributed or how he could have changed what he did and made it better like I, and, and again that's me just reading into body language but there's just something about his body language that i, I can't re- i can't read it in the sense of like i can't tell if what i'm seeing in his body language is promising or concerning and since i'm not sure i'm concerned but, like, his body language to me at times is just, like I said, I can't really read it. He's so passionate, and I can't tell if I'm, like, if it's a passion where, oh, I can't believe I messed this up, I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to shoot however many shots I need to get better at that thing, or I'm going to work on however many passes I need. You know what? Like, I don't know if it's like that or if it's just general frustration that things aren't going his way. And I think that if, if it's not, I I should have done better. That's a concern to me because a lot of the stuff that I see him do wrong is he should have done better kind of things, not just like, oh, that went wrong or, oh, he he did everything right. But say the player he passed it to fucked up or, you know, like a lot of times when I see something go wrong involving him, he's responsible for it. And I just don't know if he kind of looks at it like. I got to get better or if he's just pissed off and that's why i don't i don't really know how to read him in that in that regard and that, that mentality his mentality is my concern is because i'm not really sure where it's at whereas i like cade and duran i'm not like their mentality seems rock fucking solid to me
1: yeah i i think there's definitely a definite maturity level um i uh with duran is a lot higher than ivy um but i don't know i'm not concerned with him yet i'll be curious to see how he deals how he does his off season how he comes back next year, like being able to tame, cause he has like this Russell Westbrook energy <laughs> and it just like, you almost need him to have a downer just to like chill out and shit, you know what I'm saying? Versus during, you know, being even younger, he just has a more common demeanor and shit. Um, but yeah, I think next season off season, next season would be really interesting to see how those two um, progress or whatever. But I, I, I get what you're saying though. I totally get it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That's. I mean, I, I'm just gonna kind of look at it like, like coming to next season. Like, well, I hope he, I hope he does better. I, that's that's really all it is. Like, like my concern is just kind of just like, uh, I hope that he has the right mentality, and that's the the extent of my concern. He might come if he comes back next year and. He is a stronger decision maker. He doesn't he has a hat. He has a habit of like driving to the basket at full speed, getting himself up in the air and having nothing to do. And it, now, now he's turning the ball over. He's trying to wrap around a defender underneath the basket to get a pass to somebody else. Like he often gets himself up in the air with like, OK, what do I do now? And like like just cut that kind of shit out. You know, if he comes if he comes in next season, he's cutting that kind of shit out. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, now I know where his mentality was. He saw that he needed to stop doing that, and he stopped. So now I know there's a guy who's who's serious about improving his game. And then I'll be like, all right, cool, we're we're good. Yeah. The one the one thing I because th- that the, motherfucker has a very high ceiling.
1: Yeah, I, I think one thing that I wish the Pistons had more is more like veteran players that he can like you know be under. Yes. And you know we have the mo- the youngest damn it I think the youngest team in the NBA, and one of the youngest at least, and not having that player. You know, no one on the coaching staff that, that I know of that you know can kind of he can kind of be under to kind of just you know kind of show the ropes and shit. So you know, I think that's a, a a con with the with the if I had to put a con out there with the Pistons not having those players. But you know, the best players reach out. You know, like Giannis, you know, off seasons was reaching out to like Garnett and all these other players and shit like that. You know, um, I just hope there's players that he can you know kind of be under. That would, you know, help them develop more, you know, because I just don't see it with just the,
0: the Piston staff alone. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to take, it's going to, and it's going to take them longer to get better if they, if they just kind of just try to grow together as 20 year olds and 21 year olds. Like, the, it, like every team's going to need that kind of veteran presence. But I feel like one for their age right now, Alec Burks, I think, plays that role well. Yeah, um, I agree. They just need a better player to play that role. And no shade to Alec Burks, but like they just need a better player to play mm-hmm. that role. But I think that's going to come when they have the core pieces that are going to entice those better players. And, you know, Cade is obviously the 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 number one thing, but, like, next season is going to be so fucking big. Like, I, like next season is going to de- – like, I think that, that's going to determine everything. Like, that's going to determine – I mean well well what we get what happens with the draft I think is going to make a big difference in this offseason but whatever happens in the offseason next year Cade's final year of his rookie contract that's like we got that's it like we can't be fuck, like there's no fucking around next year like no matter what like we got to be at least like in the playing mix like, like at this point, next season we need to be holding one of those top ten spots. Like, we can't be fucking around out here just like playing for nothing.
1: So no, I, I, I fully agree. It just sucks because we we just knew this year would be that year.
0: Yeah, and, and it went it went bad, and uh, <laughs> like and, and everything went bad. Like, Cade going out was obviously the worst thing. And at that point, it was like, yeah, we're fucked. Like, we are fucked. But. I didn't like there were so many things that happened this year that I didn't account for. I didn't like well, and, and how could I? But like, uh, livers having it, uh, being injured for a lot of this year, uh, Bagley being injured for a lot of this year, like those two have barely fucking played. It feels like, uh, Sadiq not having really improved at all. Uh, yeah, is it just, just too many, too many things that, 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 you know, we just didn't account for. Guys get just constantly having guys hurt, relying, relying on fucking. Corey Joseph and shit like you ain't gonna win a lot of games that way
1: <laughs> yeah I think the same kind of upside that Bagley had before he was injured is probably the same upside that you know Troy Weaver is probably seeing with uh, Wiseman
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was in a situation you know kind of similar well somewhat similar situation He's in a situation where he just wasn't being played as much you know he, he I think he was just in the bad system in Sacramento and you know with wise man he's just not getting the time you know but having the upside of potentials. i mean no matter what it's still a gamble but you know it it we'll see i think it will be dope though yeah oh, should be hope so
0: yeah <clears throat> well, that's all i got man we can we can wrap up because uh i gotta pee anyway so <laughs> no need <laughs> no, to draw this good. thing out any farther yeah i, I think we, <laughs>
1: we, we we we've done a done enough so yeah uh than that see y'all next week yep peace peace